0: Alright, alright. Welcome to another edition of the Respectfully Unruly Podcast with your man A B and your boy. Just just alright, man, the Knicks. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Alright, all right. All right. Nine game winning streak. Okay. All right. Jewish Randall, MVP. Okay. All right. Tom Thibodeau. Um coach, coach, coach of the you know what I'm saying? Um Yeah, it's, let's, it's, let's do it. Knicks, nine game winning street. Let's go. Let's get it. Yeah, it's let's funny. It. It. It's funny
1: because um um so like for people who listen to this now, we are re-recording this. So when we first did this, I think the Knicks won seven games and they were playing I think the Hornets that night to go for eight. Um No, they had six they won six, and then they were playing the Hornets to get to get to seven. Uh Again, this has been the best season I've ever watched, uh, the 2012-2013 t- the season. I think for two reasons, I'll say why this season's better. For me personally, I think for the team overall. So personally, I was in college when this uh, season was taking place, out of state. So I only got to watch the national games. So I watched them play Miami a lot. I saw them play like Indiana. I saw the, the Chicago game. That wasn't that season, but um, – when uh, the Easter game where, where Carmelo hit those two threes, shout Todd Gibson, do Dang. Um And so I, I didn't really get to the sense, like the feeling of it. I was really shocked. Cause I remember, I remember I wasn't, I was, cause you know, back then it was back then it was, it wasn't as much like how to cover the team. Cause you know, like Twitter was just getting started. I, I think I got on Twitter that year or maybe, yeah, I think I got on Twitter that year. And so like, you weren't really following the like the day-to-day stuff with the team like that. And I remember just going on ESPN one day and seeing like the Knicks were 10 and one. I'm like, the Knicks are 10 and 1? I was like, how are they 10 and 1? And they were the last team to go, they're like the last undefeated team in the league. And I was like, oh, oh, they're good. Because I'm like, you're not gonna go from 10 and 1 to you know, awful. You already played an eighth of the season, you know, already uh but so I didn't I didn't get that same sensation uh you know for for back then because of proximity and also the second part is that team was a bunch of old guys at Carmelo I mean the youngest guy we really had was Iman Shumpert who I believe that was the year he came back from a torn ACL I think he tore his ACL the year before that his rookie year um and we had Chris Copeland who was a 28 year old rookie so we, we really didn't have any young guys we had like Thirty-eight-year-old like Marcus Camby, thirty-nine-year-old Jason Kidd, like uh, Rashid, Wa- Rashid Rashid Wallace was mad old. I don't remember if Kirk Thomas was on that team or not. I don't think so. Jared Jeffries was on that team. Like we had a lot of old guys, and I just knew like this was kind of just a team like it's one and done. You weren't gonna be able to replicate the way this the way this team uh, the way this team performed, and then. That happened, and I was just more of like – and then the next season, they were bad. They kind of fucked around, and then they missed the playoffs by one game, and they went on, ironically, an eight-game winning streak to end the season just to get into playoffs. Um, they didn't do that. Uh, this season has been magical, magical. Um, it's amazing because on Friday when uh, I got up – I started doing work. I saw that Randall was doing the the Woj podcast and I was like, Okay, that's interesting. So I went to go look at it. So I was listening to the podcast and I'm on Twitter and then I see just all these Knicks stuff. It was it was the Julius Randall stuff. Simmons talked about the Knicks and Randall potentially being the MVP of the league for like fifty minutes of his podcast. There was the the ringer did a whole like two thousand page write up of the entire team. Pablo Torre, the man who constantly is a dumbass for shitting on the Knicks the whole time, like, had a whole podcast about the team. Uh, Zach Zach Lowe had a whole – he didn't have a whole podcast about the Knicks, but he had another, like, segment about the team. The fact that, like, everyone is talking about this team. This is, like, the – this is probably the story in sports right now. It's, it's let, me, let me get in a little
0: bit. Let me get in a little bit. Um. Right now, as we stand, the Knicks are in back of Milwaukee. Um if the Knicks are able to get that third seed, right? Do you think Julius Randle deserves uh MVP consideration?
1: Uh so quick quick, quick, quick No, no, no quick, I got quick. you. I don't think so I don't think they're gonna get the third seed because I looked this up. The Knicks would essentially have to go like eight and three down the stretch and Milwaukee would have to go like five and seven. Yeah. That's that's for us to tie them.
0: Milwaukee got a Milwaukee got a tough schedule. I think the easiest schedule from between one and between one and four, I think the seventy six has the easiest.
1: Yeah. Easiest but again, Milwaukee just I still think look, I still think Giannis has a chance to win this. Like, mm-hmm. I know people don't want to hear that, but like he plays yeah, in the next twice.
0: Good. Like, if he's the best, he's the best. Like, it should. We be, already talked about that. We already know how this works. It shouldn't, even be, it shouldn't even be, oh, I'm tired of voting for him. Let me not vote. No. Yeah. Like
1: be- like I said, like, if you look up his numbers, he's having a great season, too. He's putting up the same numbers as, 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 uh. Wait, wait, wait. Going back,
0: going back, going back to your, to your story, though. Going back to your story about this season being magical. This season is very, very magical. I mean, they're one of the top defenses in the league. Um, between this season and the season that, um, the 2012. 2012, 2013 season, I'm gonna still I'm i to still right right as of right now I'm gonna still give the edge to the previous season just because um they were that was able, a better offensive
1: team
0: they were they were better t- they they were able to actually make the second round and Melo actually got one MVP vote consideration he thwarted LeBron yeah out. first place he finished third. Yeah, I think it was uh it was LeBron. Le- no, LeBron had almost he was almost unanimous. That one yeah. vote Yeah, was he, for- he had ninety nine out of a hundred and one vote yeah. went to Melo. Yeah, so that that season was kind of yeah. was kind of special. Plus Melo hitting those two threes against Chicago was like crazy. I guess it's not but that wasn't I, that so that wasn't, wasn't that fair. season. Oh, okay. I guess that's not pretty fair because was season you know, beforehand, but still. There's no crowd in attendance, but yeah, I mean, I see there was uh some something else, and it's like, yo, I've been thinking like dog, the Knicks has been the laughing stock of the league for so long, and it's just like dog like yeah. what what all right, outside of a few teams, outside of like a handful of teams why do what like why are you talking like'm I'm, t- I'm talking about teams like Milwaukee talking about teams like Atlanta, shit, Philadelphia, Minnesota, you know what it is, bro. It's just trolls. Phoenix, people, people like
1: people like people people Sacramento. like to talk on
0: bandwagon. Like whichever dog,
1: way it is, you know.
0: Like what? Like what? What gives y'all the right to talk down on New York? Like dog. Like y'all haven't. Like like no one. No. Neither one of those teams well, None changed. of those teams have won a title. Even the Bulls. Well. And no, I'm just talking about the past twenty, past twenty years. Just keep it, just keep it at twenty years. What has these teams done? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So hey, man. Yeah, bro. It's
1: it's very simple. It's It's like it's it's the fact that it's New York, and it's easy to pile on them,
0: and they're gonna get. That's why. That's why I think this season. Wait, wait. Well, let's be. I think we're surprised. But let's be fair though. James Dolan deserves all the hate that comes his way. Yeah, look, of, I'm not, we don't like uh, Dolan. None, of us, none of us,
1: like, none of okay. us lied for him. I'm just yeah. saying, so, like, my point was, like, and I'll answer your question about Randall, too, like, my I think this season was necessary, even though it is unexpected, is because, look, like, we're not gonna be able to ignore what the Nets are doing. and Every conversation kind of going forward, while those guys play for Brooklyn, it's gonna be the Knicks and the Nets. It's just, it's just gonna be tied together now. They are now. What a teams.
0: time to be a New York sports fan. They are now, yeah, they're not What working together? We I know uh, Mets are good. Yankees are trying to be good. Um, well, the Yankees, but that's what I'm thinking. All right, just, just the all right. Let's veer off the beaten path. First. Well, hold on. Let me just.
1: Well, I'm just gonna finish this, this point real quick about about the yeah. about the team being good. Like this, this team had to be good this year because you knew. If it, if it went the way that it was expected to go, we all kind of thought it was going to go, they win 25 games, uh, they trade Randall, they give the team the RJ. this team would be looked upon and the same type of like narratives that we build about like yo they'll never figure it out, they'll never turn it around, yada yada, yada, it would have been it would have started the trend of them going in a in a negative direction of how the stuff would have gone. Whereas um, you in Brooklyn, you couldn't I'm saying you couldn't you couldn't be bad now the way the Nets are. I think when the Nets were good with like KG them, that didn't matter because no one that that team just had whatever. But um, in terms of like those guys having those popular players, the Knicks couldn't afford to be as bad as they used to be. They had to be good. Now, did I think they were going to potentially win 40 games this year? No, I don't think anyone did. I don't think the front office did. I just think they put together in honestly the best way that I think possible. They made a team that can that is good now and can easily get better for the cheap. That is extremely hard when you don't have that blue when you don't have that blue chip guy that you get either in free agency or the draft. Because the Knicks turned Randall and Randall himself, he, he gives him credit for this, turned himself into that player. RJ turned himself into that player. They were mm-hmm. able to find quickly to be a valuable role player at the moment. They were able to pick vets who were able to like fit their role. You're not going to find a lot of teams that built their team this way, where they took a guy who journeyman's not a proper term, but not a, an underachiever. That's, that's probably the better way yes. to put it. And, if he a guy who had and, – and someone in RJ who had, like, serious flaws. I believed in him, but he still had flaws. And for them to turn – for those guys to be the heads with Tibbs to turn this into a team now that I have no doubt they're getting someone in free agency next year, whether it's Lowry, whether they trade for um, another point guard, uh, whether Chris, they get Chris Paul. They're getting somebody big to come in here because you're not going to do all this – with cap space, and then everyone's going to be like, nah, I'm good, you know? So, that's I, I, so why I just think, like, this season was really important for them, just
0: just for the other stuff and the other stuff. i like to give a special shout-out to um, RJ Barrett. Uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of people at the beginning of the season was really um, down on him, especially the Twitterverse, because I believe he went 0 for, like, 7 and one, and 1 half, and then erupted for, like, 11 for 14 in the next. But um I want to give him a special shout-out. Like, he's really done well um, with his three-point shot and his overall shooting, his overall efficiency. um Shout-out to Algebraia. Like, I originally had him coming out last season. I originally had him pegged as, like, his ceiling was like Paul Pierce. Because if you watch their game, they're both not mm-hmm. athletic. That's a good comparison. But they both could shoot Mende. They both they're both not scared to take the big shots. They want the big shots, and they compete on the defensive end. Like RJ competes on the defensive end. Like you know, one can't take them away from. Him. He the he competes. Um, special shout out to Julius Randle. Ju Julius Randle to me deserves MVP consideration just based on the simple fact that. Then, all right, so the Knicks didn't make the the the, the bubble last season, right? Mm-hmm. So Drews had a whole five months to himself just to like get better. You know what I'm saying? Because last season or the season prior, even though he was a he was a bucket, but defensively he was he was food. His offensive awareness, like he didn't know when to pass. Or when to anticipate any double teams, like at all. You know what I'm saying? Like he couldn't, he couldn't do that. That wasn't his game. But now it's like, yo, this dude damn averaging a damn triple double. You know what I'm saying? And he's leading. He led his team to the fourth spot in the East, which is not, which something that's that's difficult. You know what I'm saying? Because you got a, you got teams that's underachieving like the heat in Boston and they're like smoking teams out right now. So special shout out to those two players. Yeah, man.
1: It's like, I guess if we want Tibbs. yeah, no, I mean, I think if we want to have the, have the, have the legitimate uh, is Randall an MVP, like there's, there's there's two types of candidates. It's uh, he's on the ballot candidate and Oh no, he could win this candidate. And I think the I think he's on the ballot candidate right now. But I do think he does have a chance to I think he does have a chance to win it. But it's gonna it would be tough. I think the Knicks would I don't think they have to get the three seed. I don't think so. I think if they finish with over 40 wins, so they get like 42, 43 wins. To so get right now, just for them to get 40 wins, they have to go six and five the rest of the season. If you pump that up to 42 wins they have to go eight and three is eight and three possible yeah it's possible it'll be tough but it's possible i think that's a that's one's a must and i think he's gonna have to show out against the bigger the big time players so the thing that will work against him in his case is that the knicks are i believe two and just in the eastern conference they're two and eight or two and yeah no, they're 2-7 and seven against uh, Milwaukee, uh, Brooklyn, and uh, Philly this year. And one of those games, Randall didn't play, um, and Milwaukee didn't play any of their guys. Right? And then the Western Conference, uh, they did beat L.A. They did beat Utah. Um, and they haven't played Phoenix, and they, and they wait, wait, lost wait, to the
0: this. Keep this, keep this. This is their next this, – this, this is the rest of their schedule. And I want to uh, – and just quick, I'm going to – I'm gonna say these these teams' names. I want to know if it's a W or an L. So Phoenix Suns. I mean,
1: quick, quick, going quick. Into, going into it yesterday, or going into it when I thought about it, I I thought that this was gonna this would be the game that the streak would get broken. But I watched them play. They this is we're doing this Sunday. I watched them play today, and I was. Not impressed. Not impressed. Exactly by so, the way they played at all. No. I understand they lost to the Nets and like people have the Nets going to the finals. But no. They did it. There was at no point where I thought that they were going to win this game. Like they, they did not play well. So Bro, I, I'm going to say they win. I'll okay. say they win tomorrow. Uh, Chicago Bulls. Yeah, Chicago's done. They'll win.
0: Houston Rockets. Dub. Yeah. Memphis Grizzlies.
1: Uh Memphis is playing really well. It's funny because Memphis is the is the game that started all this, and the Knicks didn't come out well against them. I I think I hate doing these women ones. I'll say they win that game, but I don't. Denver Nuggets. That's the game I feel the worst about. Denver Nuggets. Uh, I think they'll lose just because, as much as I want them to win, the way Denver plays. The fact that they cut a lot is the war, is the worst thing against the Tibbs defense is, is
0: motion, so I think they'll lose. Phoenix Suns, Phoenix Suns again. They'll lose
1: that game.
0: L.A. Clippers. The Clippers? Oh, they'll win. They'll win. The, they'll beat the Clippers. All right. L.A. Lakers. They'll lose to the Lakers. They'll probably have LeBron now. LeBron's going to play. They'll lose to the Lakers. They'll lose. Okay. San Antonio Spurs. They're beating the Spurs. Charlotte Hornets.
1: So I, I, we might begin to the part of the season where everything's locked up by that point. I'll, I'll, say they, I'll say they, win out. Yeah. Uh-huh. I say they went out. Yeah, I say they went out. They win.
0: Boston Celtics win. All right, so that's it's eight three. Yeah, no, 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 eight two. No, eight three. They play eleven games. You oh yeah, you said they will lose to Denver, right?
1: Yeah, I said they lose to Denver. They lose to the uh, Clip, the Denver, uh, Phoenix, and and the second time they play Phoenix and uh, the Lakers. All right, eight and three. But like, I mean, I don't know. How do you like? How do you feel about Randall's chances to actually win? Because I do think there's a there is a path for him to win this.
0: There is a path. Um. Like you said, if they if they manage to hit eight and three and they actually get that third spot, he needs to get a couple of votes. He need, like, it's going to be hard. It's going to be, matter of fact, this, all right. So, like I said, Milwaukee's in front of him right now. Next couple of games, well, the, to finish out the season, they have, this is the Bucks, Charlotte, Houston, Chicago, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, back to back. Washington, Westbrook right now is playing out of his mind. Houston, San Antonio, Orlando, Indiana, Heat, Bulls. Yeah, I don't think
1: I don't think uh, Milwaukee I guess is losing those are both
0: games to Brooklyn.
1: No, because okay, so Katie, you think Katie and Kyrie are going to play both games? And Harden, Harden's not going to play. But so you think both? You think both Katie and Kyrie are going to play both of those games? You'll see me say "Oh No, this is not back to back. I know it's not back to back, but they haven't played together in back to back games like since the beginning of the no, year.
0: But back to back meaning the day. I know we're
1: not saying we're not saying back to back in terms of like it is an actual. Yeah, yeah, of we we're just talking yeah. about back to back as in like yeah, they get a the day rest. two games.
0: Yeah, yeah. He gets a day of rest. They both get a day of rest. With
1: I her. just I don't think I just don't think the way the the Nets are gonna do it are gonna have those two guys out there the
0: same. But you know. No, they need to. It's just the last couple of games? I mean, They've I think it. that
1: game is more important for Milwaukee because I think Milwaukee's trying to catch Brooklyn. They still, I think they're
0: two games back. Okay, so they'll split it. Let's say they'll. Yeah, split I think it. they'll. I think they'll go one. one. Uh I think they'll lose to Washington. I really do believe that they'll lose to Washington. Um, and I think they'll lose to the Heat. So that's three. So that's three L's right there. Mm -hmm. That's
1: what I'm saying, man. Because they're playing a lot of teams that are tanking. They got to play Houston twice.
0: They They got to play
1: Orlando. They got to play the Bulls. That's four wins right there. You know, they just got to get to. They just they just have to get.
0: Indiana too.
1: Indiana is not good. (laughs) That's five.
0: Orlando is six.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, it's like, I don't see it. And that's, that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like, but to me, getting to three isn't that big of a concern. And, again, like, you know, we don't know. Maybe they'll sit there, guys. Because, again, what's the difference between three and four for the Bucks? There is no difference. You're still playing, you know, either Miami or maybe if New York falls apart, Atlanta, the Hornets. Like, you you don't know who you're playing. So, it's yeah. like. Yeah, like I, I can see a big difference if you're like, I think for them going for the one seed is important because you only have to play one of Brooklyn or Philly once. You don't have to play both of them. So I do think the one seed is important. But if they can't get the one seed, then I can see them resting their guys because I just the difference between three and four doesn't really make a difference. You're then going to have to play Philly and and. Uh, Brooklyn
0: to get to the finals. All right. So, all right. So we we'll talk about the MVP race. What? All right. So there was a tweet that I seen a couple of days ago. They were comparing like who had the better jump shot. And these are the three names that were in contention. It was Kevin Durant, Carmelo Anthony, and Tracy McGrady. Now for me, I'm a lifelong Mac fan. You know what I'm saying? I have seen him hit sixty, hit sixty points easy. Um, I seen him, I seen him against Bruce Bonyard draped all over him. And like, like I saw that game. though like he's he hit like thirteen, yeah, like thirteen points. Like I actually saw that game. Um, so uh, T Mac is kind of sentimental for me. Um, plus I think he was like the one of the early like inventors of that like pull-up elbow jump shot, you know what I'm saying, I don't, I don't think a lot of guys before him actually, um, use that, use that as a, um, as a sweet spot, um, Carmelo Anthony has, like, the prettiest jump shot I've ever seen, one of the prettiest jumps, like, I've ever seen, like, Carmelo, when Carmelo plays, it's, it's, like, poetry in motion, it's, like, literally art, it's not a lot of guys that, when you watch them play, like, you could compare that to art, I mean, could compare uh Kyrie Mello Who else would you say you could put in that, like smooth smoothest players Kyrie uh Mello. just smooth I really like I mean I really like Tatum's game. Uh, when he was not alive for that. But um neither was Kyrie. No, I said no no, 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 I'm talking about smoothest. I'm talking about the smoothest players, and I, and I said George Gervin, but we weren't alive to see that. Oh, That's okay. Right. I thought you said
1: okay. I thought you said like never mind. I thought you said he wasn't like um, um, smoothest guys game. Yeah, I, I like Tatum's game. He kind of oh yeah,
0: Tatum and, and Jalen Brown both um, love, them. love yeah, him. But Jay, yeah, but Jalen
1: has to me a little bit more of like a he does not plotty, but he has, like more of a power game. I just like the like the way he does Steph, obviously like. He's almost floating out there. You yeah. can't really um, hold him down. I'm trying to think of any other guys whose game. I never liked like again. I have never liked Harden the way he played.
0: I just nah, no. but Answer the question. As a matter of fact, you know what? I'm sorry. Answer the question. Out of out of KD, Melo, and T Mac, who had like the best pull up? Again, I don't think there's any outside of maybe posting
1: up, maybe. I don't think there's anything offensively in terms of putting the ball in the hole that anyone does better than KD. So that's a long way to say KD. Outside of maybe posting up. Like we can... There's some centers you can put in there with their footwork. But there's nothing this man can't do offensively. Nothing. I think him and Kyrie... They're different, obviously, different sizes. But those two guys are probably the most gifted offensive players in terms of total offensive, like, package that you, you will ever see, you know? Especially the way the game has changed. You can't really guard them in any kind of way. So I think KD has the prettiest just, like, just shot. I think Melo got his up the quickest of them, but Melo. I remember, yeah, Melo used a lot of pump fakes, like a lot of pump fakes. Um, but the thing about and the thing is too is like Melo as a guy who you know obviously we're Knicks fans, we watch a lot of games. Melo would get his his stuff punched a lot, especially around the rim, because he's a good athlete, but he wasn't. He's not as enough you know, like bronze like that. But- he wasn't like a a dom, like a real tier one type athlete. KD, I don't think has ever gotten a shot block. At least that I've noticed. The ball's up too high, you know? I think what would be interesting, more interesting would be him or Dirk. Because their jump
0: shots are pure. But long story short, I would go KD. All right, cool. I would have went KD just based on... I'm going to have to go... I'm going to have to say KD just based on like pure like... Efficiency. Even though I think Carmelo has the prettiest looking jump shot out of the out of the three, and of course T Mac is the OG. But um, all right, man. So um, you mentioned Steph earlier. What do you think about his 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 run? Like, do you think? Because this was like this season was. I want to say. He had a. I don't want to say like he had a lot to prove. I don't ever want to say like a two-time MVP, three-time champion will ever have a lot to prove. But it was a lot of people down or question whether or not he could able to, he was able to carry a team, you know, to to the playoffs. And like so far, I mean, I know they're. I think they're sitting at the tenth, so they're just in playoff uh, playing range. But um, what do you think about his um his run his run so far? Um, I think he, he is—he's
1: doing the thing. And Nick Wright said this on the on his show the other day on First Things First. He is having a stretch run of uh, Tom Brady in '07, Barry Bonds in '01, um, Peyton Manning in whichever MVP season you want to pick, um, Michael Phelps, uh, maybe I think his second Olympics, Usain Bolt his last olympics he is doing the thing that he does best at the greatest clip he's ever done so i don't think is i don't he's doing the thing which is the shooting the basketball shooting threes better right now than he's ever done in his career this is a man who's won two mvps three championships um and is the greatest shooter of all time i think his run is is, one, extremely exciting, but also extremely necessary. Like, this Warriors team stinks. They are bad. They are not good. This is the same team without Steph that lost to the Raptors, who are 10 you games. Want to go by Warriors, defensive
0: like they're ranked. I think they're ranked in the top 10 in defense.
1: That's That's nice. They still stink without yeah. Steph.
0: They have no way to score. If you take Steph off the court, they have no way to score. I didn't know they were going to be this bad. Like I thought, like I thought Steph was going to be in a, a running for MVP at the beginning of the season. But like, he yes, not running for. Well, some people's and I don't have him. But like I thought that they were going to be like a fourth, a fourth seed. Like I thought this with was going to Clay be, or without Clay. Without Clay, I thought this year was going to be because I saw no, I like, I could, like I don't know if it's me. Like I just believe in Wiggins. You know what I'm saying? His efficiency. His he, just, efficiency he just he just flows in
1: and out of games too much.
0: Yeah, and then Kelly Oubre, he, he like he has the, all the players in the world, but again, he, he 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 cannot shoot. Draymond does not want to shoot and cannot shoot. I don't Long know. What, not an offensive player anymore. I don't know what the hell they're doing with Weissman. Like even when before, but like before the injury, I don't know. Like Steve Kerr. I well, don't I understand. know what they're doing, and it's- Like why are you sitting people down? for making mistakes like dog you do you know who you have on your because team? cuz they're trying to win but dog it's the same but
1: it's the same thing it's the same thing with rookie, uh, that's why I, I he's a number 2 pick but the but you, have to under, but you gotta understand rookies make mistakes and you're trying to win games like but i, dog, think, I not think a lot of times in the fourth quarter only yeah you're you're trying to win the game he makes a lot of defensive mistakes yo like, cool. he's, he, he's a guy, and this is the same thing that can be said about a lot of guys like, like um, not Isaac Okoro, uh, what's my man's name? Oneko Congru. Oneko Congru in Atlanta, Obi Toppin in New York, uh, Wiseman. Uh, I'm trying to think of anyone else who team's good. Uh no, might be he probably not. the he three, does. three teams that are not complete terrible. But those guys are being held to a higher standard than someone like Sadiq Bey, who's having a good season, but his team stinks. And it doesn't really matter if he has five turnovers and takes six bad shots and you know doesn't see a a, a player open in the corner because his team stinks. So he's going to get the minutes. It doesn't matter. There's no one ahead of him that's better. So I think for a lot of times we we judge rookies on good teams way harsher than we do rookies on really bad teams because like again people are going to be like oh anthony Edwards should be rookie of the year and i'm like no we shouldn't (laughs) again when you have carte blanche do do whatever the fuck you want it's real easy to put up a bunch of numbers like i'll ask you this question and this will kind of prove my point or kind of kind of speaks my point right now i think they said there are is it 40 guys in the league averaging over 20 Yeah, I think it's 40 or 41 guys in the the NBA averaging over 20 points in the league. There are about 500 players in the league. How many players do you think, if I basically built the team around them, like let's just say it's Detroit, I take player X from team A, drop him on Detroit, right? And this is for anyone in the league. How many players do you think in the league right now can average 20 points a game? Fuck the efficiency, fuck all that the the winning, that doesn't matter. Just they can actually go out there on an NBA court and take as many shots as they want uh-huh. within a forty eight minutes, let's just say thirty six minutes. Oh, so,
0: so efficiency's out the window. Efficiency's
1: out the window. They can literally shoot two for a hundred. How many guys you think in the league can get you twenty points?
0: I mean if, if with the ultimate green light and efficiency out there. Yeah, the window, yeah, efficiency, none of that anybody, shit. Yeah. That'll be anybody in the damn league. I don't think it's anyone you think Frank I mean, Milkina can get twenty points? I mean, but you're saying that you could take but you have to but this this is this is the premise of your, your question. You're saying that the person has a green light, right? And he mm-hmm. has unlimited unlimited um shots. So that's damn. Well, I don't
1: think Frank Milkina can actually put the ball in the hole enough times to get twenty points. I mean, at least shit. That's least, what I'm
0: saying. Sixty percent of the league
1: could probably do that shit. Yeah, well, okay, so let's... let's Those circumstances. Yeah, 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 but I'm saying, like, all right, so let's just say 60%. So it's, like, you can't strictly judge guys who put up, like, big numbers on really bad efficiency. Like, go look at Edwards' numbers. He's been really inefficient. He's been better lately. Like, he's had, like, he was rookie of the month last month, I think in March. Wait,
0: wait, 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 but you said that, but you just said, wait, wait, this is what you said, right? You said Mm -hmm. that he... Judge rookies. That's on a bad team. No, you said that we judge rookies that's on a good team harsher than we judge rookies that's on a bad team. Yeah, but who's like, but who, but who, who's been like singing Anthony Ezra Edwards' praises? Like, who oh, has wow. this? Like, Everyone has thinks
1: it. he's gonna win Rookie of the Year,
0: and so because
1: Pe- I'm not making that
0: up, up. people say Pe- he's, gonna he's gonna win. win rookie understand no i'm just trying to understand your overall point sorry just let I me mean, understand your overall point so because he's on a bad squad right he doesn't deserve uh-huh. to be in the conversation or he doesn't deserve the award out no no no
1: i'm not saying i'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be in the conversation right i think a lot of things come into play whether or not he should be a rookie of the year discussions for me it was LaMelo and if lamello Lamelo's supposed to come back, I believe this week. If Lamello even if Lamello only plays fifty games, I would still pick Lamelo. Not even okay. it is not close. Yeah. I think number two might be Halliburton. Maybe
0: it's between him and Quickly for me. Well, why would you put? Uh, all right, so okay, so great. Let's say we stick with Halliburton. Why would you put Halliburton as number two over? Because he I don't actually know. is. Ask like, two, but how, how? Why would you put him over? over um anthony edwards because he's actually like
1: playing well and actually doing things to contribute to them winning now they've hit like a little not i shouldn't say a little bit they had a really bad skit. i think they were one in nine in their last 10 i know they just i think the one was against dallas um but i think he actually puts together like actual stuff to show like okay i do stuff to help this team win and this team was like decent enough now look they just lost fox for at least two weeks because um he tested positive for covid um so that's gonna be a blow for them but he actually does a lot of things that was actually helping the the kings win games and put them in position like he has a plus um, rating when he's on the court, it's higher than uh, Edwards. Edwards takes way more shots than him. Like
0: just- I've seen, I've seen Edwards. Edwards. The thing where he needs to, pro- and that's the thing now. He takes Wait, bad shots. No, it's not that he takes. All right, to your point. The thing that he falls in love with, he like you know, like say if you hit, if you hit a shot, right? What he does is that when he hits a three, he'll go back to that same spot and actually fire up through the neck the very next time he gets possession, yes. And that's what he fucks up because he doesn't he doesn't um he doesn't know when to when to shoot and when not to like KD like KD knows like he's and KD's a master at this like he knows when to shoot and what to shoot in that in that particular moment. Like he's gonna he's gonna take what the defense gives him. Man. Edwards thinks he just mm-hmm. can do whatever the hell he he, he feels like – and most of the time he's wrong. But he's not bad. Like, like dog. He's no, 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 I'm not 40%, saying 40%, – 40%. Yeah, 40%. I'm not saying he's
1: a bad – I'm not saying he's a bad player by any means. I think he has a chance to be really good. I think he has a lot of warts in his game. And I feel like a lot of times we praise – Something like that, Edwards does, and we go, but you'll see people online be like, Well, why didn't the Warriors take uh LaMelo, you know, or why didn't they take um, I don't know, Patrick Williams or whoever LaMelo is really the guy that they kind of point to. And I, while I do think LaMelo is gonna be really good, I don't think them not taking LaMelo was bad in the moment. I think they decided that they want to take Wiseman, I think they want to trade down. I don't think they could convince anyone to trade up for the price that they wanted, and I think they thought, okay, and look it's really hard it's really hard what they try to do they are they they had it they were in a position where they have a really team a team that's ready to win now in a year where the number two pick isn't coveted like it would be in years past like if like if we're let's say this last season warriors are happening right now and they got the number two pick. Oh, they would be golden because they can trade that pick and trade it for Beal or Levine. You know, they probably not can trade Levine now or they they could have gotten someone else. But the fact that like no one wanted that pick like that, you're not getting the same value. So what I think they did was like, okay, I really think they just sat back and said, look, we think right now in this moment, this guy can help us
0: win now and potentially help us win in the future. Because and, look who got, Look who you got in the Western Conference. You have Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Deion Julian. Um Zubac, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. The Joker. Um Chris Stapps. Um N um, 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 Youssef Nurkic. Mm-hmm. Who else? Uh fucking Zion. What's the what's the young man that plays for, for Sacramento? That wanted out, uh, Richard Holmes. No, the other dude, no, Bagley, gosh. Bagley, Marvin Bagley. Timberwolves, you had a uh, cat. The Rockets, quietest kept. The Rockets are going to be a good team going forward, and they have. Uh, who they had? I, 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 I,
1: I don't think so. Christian sure
0: Wood, yeah. dog came on. Yo, I think the Rockets are going to be really bad for a long. time. No, no, I think they have. No, they no? have a bright future. They have a bright future. They have nice. They, they have nice future. They have Kmart You know they might not even get their pick this year, right? And Kevin and Kevin Porter Jr. Matt, they have all I think. Juniors. I think they
1: <laughs> plus Christian I think their, their future is very much determined on what they get if they get their pick this year. Because they might not get their pick. If they don't get their pick, no, nah, I don't, I don't think. I like again, it's like I said, like, like we just talked about. I can, get a lot, I can find a lot of guys in this league to give me 20 points a game. And do you do that efficiently? And do you make plays at the end of the game to win games? And, like, this is the NBA. I can literally pick any dude off any, off any team in the NBA. They would dominate anybody else in the world. But this is the league. This is the NBA. You got to be... Like, elite, elite, elite. So yeah, no, I don't kidding. I don't trust that. And I guess to get, to get back to my point, it's like I think most people would, would look at Wiseman, uh, Okongwu, Toppin as bust, right? Most people would be like, oh, those guys are terrible players. And it's, it's like, number. no, I think one, three, all three of those guys got hurt. And I think all three of those guys have teams that are either expected to, like the Warriors, they're in the playoff race. And two teams that are surprising they are in the playoff race. Like, if New York knew that Randall would be Randall, they wouldn't have drafted Obi. You know? Like, you're not going to draft another power forward when you have an all-NBA caliber power forward. You know? You're not—you just—but, again, no one knew that. So, I can't kill them for making a decision that no one else was like, mm, bad pick, because Randall's really going to turn it around. You know, no one said that same thing with with the with the with the Hawks I thought they should have taken Halliburton because I think they had you know you can you can play off him but again they got Bodon who's been great for them I, so I can't even oh, kill them.
0: Of, oh, that. Let's, all right, let's switch up let's switch up speaking of the Hawks are you ready to apologize to the Hawks yes I was wrong. The that you took on them yes <laughs> okay <I> mean, <laughs> I will also say though the big I was shit wrong. On them.
1: I was shitting on them. You're right. I was wrong. <laughs> Completely wrong. They're going to make the playoffs. They have a good team.
0: Um but what I will say is that everyone is healthy. That's what happened. No, 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 no. Everyone's not healthy. That's what right now, When they went on their run, everyone No,
1: healthy. they no, when they went on their run, everyone was not healthy. Collins missed a lot of games, uh, yeah. Gallinari missed a lot of games, Trey Young missed a lot of games. They fired their coach. Like, you're not doing
0: well if you fired your coach. No, no, I'm talking about – no, I'm talking about after they – after Nate McMillan took over. I'm talking about that running – Yeah, yeah, were- but the thing oh. about it, the reason why I sh- – so the reason why I
1: shitted on them was because, like, I felt like they had a really weird fitting team. I was like, you have, like, 12 guys that all kind of need to play, but they all can't really play together. But what got their team to be good was – a lot of their guys. Well, sorry, like Hunter hasn't played. I don't think since February. Cam Reddish is still hurt. Uh, Chris Dunn hasn't played the whole year. Danilo's in and out the lineup. Bogdan was hurt for a while. Trey got hurt. Capella missed the uh, at least. Uh, he missed the uh, well. Again, I don't know when we're putting this out, but he missed their last game, not this game against the Bucks. They they beat the Heat, but it's like those are seven rotation guys that missed several games. And that was my criticism for them the whole time. It was like, you have too many dudes where it's like, this doesn't really seem like it's going kind to of fit well. So when they kind of subtracted a lot of those guys and, like, they basically sub in one for the other, that's when their team got good. But, again, credit to Trey, Trey Young. Uh, he's had a weird season. Like, he, he normally shoots about nine threes a game. He's done, he's done like, 6.6. Um,
0: because of those threes that he –
1: his shot selection was horrible.
0: Like, he thought – Yeah. He I mean, and he'll still happened. take a three where you're like, did you really need yeah. to take that three? Yeah, but it's a difference between taking one of those and then – Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, you know, um, you know he not push the envelope, but – Yeah. He definitely has been um
1: much more consistent in his style of play. Um, uh, He was – so, the last game I actually saw the fully play was a game he got hurt against New York. And he was carving – like, while his shot wasn't falling – he was carving the Knicks up, carving their defense up with his passing. He was able just to find the shooters, Capella on the roll. I did like the Capella trade when they did it at the time because Trey's going to get into the paint. And the big is fucked because you can't really help up because the moment you take a step up to get Trey, the lob is there. And even if Trey misses the shot, Capel's the best offensive rebounder in the league. He had 20. He's, I think this last week he's averaged like 25 rebounds or 20 rebounds. It's like the guy's a demon on the boards. So I was definitely wrong. I thought they would be where, like, um, who's 11th? I guess the Washington was. I definitely did not buy their team, but no, credit to them. I still think it's a weird team building thing, and I don't see how they're going to, like, get this team to be better. It's like win a championship or get to the finals or be a top 3 2 seed in the in the Eastern Conference, but nope, I was I was dead wrong. I was wrong about the Hawks. So, I'm going to be wrong. Shit
0: happens. Mm-hmm. Shit. So what about this Murray? All right, so what about this uh Jamal Murray injury for the Nuggets? Do you still see the Nuggets Climbing up the standings, even without the, like their best scorer on the team by far, because I think Jamal Murray is the best scorer on that team. Um, they say Jokic is the. Well, you think
1: he's the best scorer on the team?
0: Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. Why? He could do it. Like he's another Gilbert Arenas. He could do it from outside. He could set people up. He has a. He could shoot from mid range and he could take it in. Like his inside a percentage is like ridiculous. Let me, let me see. Jamal Murray from two. I mean, so this,
1: first, this season was the first season that Murray averaged over 20 points a game. He's never averaged over 20 points a game beforehand. And mm-hmm. you, can, you can give me a legitimate argument. It's because, you know, Jokic has the ball in his hand a lot, which is fair. You know, he does have the ball in his hand a lot. Um, I, I think Murray is really good. I don't think he is the offensive player that Jokic is. Jokic shoots better from three than him. Jokic is Jokic might be the best passer in the league. Like it might be him, LeBron, and Chris Paul, maybe Trey Young. Like those, those are like the four guys. Maybe even Harden. Those might those are like the top five passers in the league. Those five guys, and I think that. If we're doing all encompassing offensive player, like how many points that you yourself generate for your team, I don't think there's anyone. Maybe Harden. I think Harden is probably the 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 best generator of offense. Like I can really take James Harden and
0: put him right, on so put like this. Put any like this. Put team, like this. and they will be a top five offensive team. Just with no him. doubt. Put it like this: Who down by two, right? Mm-hmm. Who would you rather get all right? And you can say whatever, but down by two, who would you rather give it to Jokic or Murray? Jokic, we've already seen him do this. We ever seen He had Jokic, a game winner the, I mean, the, other the other day against Memphis. I mean, I've seen it Murray, man. Honestly. Like I've like, seen Jokic, like as as you're not you cannot
1: oh, 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 guard. like it's funny, he's so unathletic that it makes it hard for him to guard. Like you can't, like, how are you guarding him? You're not blocking his shot. You're not and that's a that's the thing about guys like that. I li- it's why I like guys like that and Luca is like you never Yo. speed him up. You never see like Yo. he's uh he's like um you never see that he's like out of his element or like he's like his shots being rushed. He's taking basically every shot that
0: he needs to take. Yo. And yeah, so like, so like, um, before the before the technical difficulties, so yeah, like to me, I just think Jamal Murray is a, is a better offensive. Though, is that should be the number one is, is the number one option on Denver as far as scoring wise because it just felt like, and this is going back to like the bubble as well. Like I know, like we could, I know we could go through the numbers. Jokic might have better numbers, better shooting percentage than he does, but it just feels like to me when I watch Denver. That that team goes as far as Murray does. You know what I'm saying? Like Murray's always the one that has the ball in his hand when it's crunch. You know what I'm saying? I mean, of course, Jokic is a point forward. So, but it's just it's just like it just seems like to me when I watch them, they always go to like Murray. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. What well, so what you? What would you say?
1: Yeah, I just I I can see that because like it's it's becoming a guards league in the in the in the terms of like it's. It, the the game is predicated to have like wings and and guards dominate uh, how am I say the ball in their hand and get to the paint. But the thing is is that it's just like Denver isn't built like that. They're built very much kind of like how Philly is, where they run their offense through their through their big man and they put Jokic at the top of the key. I just think if I put if I essentially separated the two, which we have right now, Denver I believe is now eight and one with just. Uh, Jokic and no Murray and I just think like you and I think for me the reason why so I didn't have Denver making the the, the West Commons finals because um, I don't think they have maybe enough high high um, high impact players to necessarily get their shot off because that's the biggest thing in the playoffs why that's why like teams like you know for you like why you think um, the Nets are going to win the whole thing because they have th- at least three guys that can get their own shot. You know, and I it's hard the to. I hope
0: they'll win, though.
1: Yeah, I don't. St- I don't. I mean, I don't have them winning. But win my point is, it's like you're going to need at least multiple dudes to be able to get their own shot. Now, that doesn't necessarily have to be like you know, three uh, All-Star caliber players like last season. It was, for the Lakers who won it, they had it with um, LeBron, AD, and it was randomly Rondo was the guy who was getting his own shot. And if you look at it with the um, with uh, Miami and the style that they played, it was, again, weirdly, it was Jimmy Butler, Bam, and Tyler Hero, and Goring and Dragic. They had multiple guys who were and you know, Jay Crowder. They had multiple guys who were able to get their shots. And the re- that's the reason why I didn't have them. And I feel like it's fine because I feel like if you, if you have Jokic, you will generate enough offense to score with almost anyone in the league. That's why I don't think that this Murray injury was, was as bad. I think it's a lot of people make it. Maybe because I wasn't as high on Denver as other people were. Um, but we're seeing it now. I don't know if we just give Murray and give him like, I don't even know what kind of center you can even play with him now. like Because Jokic is so unique. It's like, would Murray be better with a rim running center? I don't think so. I think he's with the best possible center for him. A guy that does a lot of the playmaking. Murray can just be a secondary playmaker. And he can move without the ball. And he can get so many open shots. Like, Jokic is going to get a lot of dudes paid. Jokic got like jerry and grant jeremy grant paid he's gonna get michael porter Jr. paid he got jamal murray paid he got will barton paid he's going to he's a cash account he's the same thing as luca luca's gonna get a lot of these dudes that come in and out of dallas a lot of money because of how he generates offense and so yeah i don't think it's close Really, between the two, I think that Jokic... I don't ever see Murray being an MVP candidate like Jokic is. Jokic could legitimately win this award with, you know, a month left in the
0: season. I think Denver doesn't sniff outside of the second round without Murray this season. Um, I think last season in the bubble, they kind of had, like, the element of surprise because you really didn't know what you were going to get. You really didn't... You really couldn't pinpoint what you got out of that team until they beat the Clippers. I guess that's why the Clippers, uh, of course, being up being up three games, is, you know, made them actually lose sight of the end goal. You know what I'm saying? But without Murray, and especially next season, I don't see this team even being in fourth place. Let's see. Let's look at this schedule. Let's look at the schedule for the next Alright, so we have Memphis Grizzlies tomorrow, Pelicans, Raptors. So that first three right there, you have teams playing for something. You know what I'm saying? You have teams playing for that, for that, for that uh playing spot. Then you have the Clippers, Lakers, Knicks, Utah, Brooklyn, Hornets, Timberwolves, Detroit, and then finally the Blazers. Now you lost Will Barton. I think, uh, I think it was, like, what, uh, uh, ankle? an ankle sprain? I didn't even know that, but okay. Yeah, they don't have Will Barnes. Will Barnes not playing. But, um, yeah, dog, like, I don't – Like, with Murray, I could see them definitely giving the business to, like, the Grizzlies, Pelicans, and Toronto. But without them, it's like, yo, that, Toronto plays too much defense. Now, plus they're a tough team. Memphis is a tough team. The Pelicans have Zion – the Pelicans are not beating the, the Nuggets ever. They're playing, but they're playing for um, they're, but they're playing for. Playing yeah, that so, team's uh, also
1: not good. Like see. you, I think for what we have to realize is like this is the time. This is the not fucking around hour. So like we talked yeah. about, I don't know. We cool. before we jump on this pod, did we talk about Boston and the Hornets?
0: Mm. No. No. We,
1: okay. No. no, I'm saying before we jumped on the podcast. No. So the re- so the reason why I bring that up is because I probably was thinking to myself, Boston played Charlotte today, and they got waxed. They lost by 20 points in Charlotte, right? And the reason why is like it's important is because like this isn't the time. This isn't fucking around hour. Okay. Like the playoffs are in three weeks. All right. This is the time where the better teams and the best teams are rounding into shape, the playoff teams. And especially for Boston, you're trying to stay out of the playing game. And now you're tied with Miami for seventh. And Miami's going to play
0: tomorrow. Wait, 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 wait. wait. We're talking about the Pelicans.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. I'm I'm getting to a, a larger point of just like, the team that you are, we're now 60 games in, right? The team that you are, this is who you are. So the bad teams, which the Pelicans are, are not going to now take these 11 games and turn it around, you know? I've seen 60 games of evidence to see, like, okay, like, this is who you are. The Pelicans are a horrendously bad defensive team that can score. And if you think that Steven Adams is going to stop Jokic at any point, that's another thing coming. Now, Zion's going to get his points, but we've already seen Zion get his points, and this team still lose. So, nah. They're not beating Denver at all because they've had plenty of time. Wait, wait. To be fair, though, they beat them already this season. That's fine, but I'm talking about right now. This is the this is the not fucking around time. I'm talking about yeah, now. and they don't oh, have of course. Fucking the the uh, Detroit beat
0: the Lakers like early in the season. Anyone can beat anyone. Time, but Jeff, you're saying this is not fucking around time. Wouldn't the Pelicans not be fucking around? But they've been fucking around the whole season. That's my point. So I'm talking about for
1: the teams that are clearly the good team. Denver's a good team. The Lakers are a good team with their players back. The Lakers are a good team. Utah's a good team. If Utah lost to the Pelicans, you'd be like, what the hell? Unless, like, you know, everyone's sad. Um, but you can't be – that's what I'm saying. This isn't fucking around hour. So, so Denver can't lose to the Pelicans. Just like anyone else in the playoff race, you can't lose to Houston. Or the Kings or OKC, you know, Orlando. That's why I knew when I when Orlando beat Chicago, I knew they were done. I knew they were done. You can't lose that game. You can't lose to the Timberwolves. Okay? Those teams aren't trying to win. So like that's what that's what I'm saying. So like for the Pelicans, who I've seen 60 games of of Stan Van Gundy just call out his players and just shit on them, fucking have this weird ass roster team. Half the team doesn't want to be there. Half the team wants a new contract. Half the team's a bunch of kids that doesn't know what's happening. Like, nah, man. Like Denver is Denver is. I don't know if they're gonna beat the piss out of them, but they're not losing to 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 the Pelicans.
0: Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Jamal Murray. Oh, not Will Barn. Yeah, Will Barn. Will Barn and Monte Morris are both out. Monte Morris has a hamstring. Yeah, and they're seven and three in the last ten. Handful of games. He expected to miss a handful of games with another hamstring. So it was like, damn.
1: And look, I think they're only uh there are a few, but again, like the teams beneath them, they're fourth right now, but they're two games up on the Lakers. And the Lakers, I think, are now four and six in their last ten. They started to kind of slide. Um they started to now slide. They were kind of like holding it. Together, But, man, that team cannot score at all um, without LeBron or AD. Um, so they need – I still think Denver is going to be a four seed. Now, if they're a four seed, they get to play the Lakers, great. <laughs> That's on you. Um, that just kind of sucks. But I, I think Denver is going to be a team that is going to make the playoffs, maybe make the second round depending on who they get. And that would be it. Like, I can see Denver winning if they play uh, the Mavericks or if they play um, the Blazers or um, if they play, you know, they're not going to put the Warriors. But just, just anyone outside the Lakers in that in that bottom tier, I think they can win. But that's really it. And the first round, of this series, the first round, of these playoffs are gonna be a bloodbath. Like, imagine like you're Denver and you get to play the Lakers in the first round, or
0: you're Utah, you get to play Lakers in the first round. You know, it's like, yo, honestly, if I'm the but I, if I'm the Lakers, right, and I know like LeBron's coming back within a certain amount of games, I don't want to see Utah either. Who the Lakers or you, the Lakers yeah. want to see Utah? doesn't want to see the Lakers. I don't want to see Utah either. Like I if would you're like I would, I would love to see the Suns. Give me the Suns. Wow. So you I think, think Utah's it. better than the Suns? I would love it. Of course. Hell yeah. Defensively, like I just saw, like we just spoke about it today. No, you're like right. Suns, you're right. You're right. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying the Suns have way better defense. Like from one you mean Utah? From one I mean, yeah. Utah is way better. From one through five, they all compete.
1: Yeah, man. All
0: of them compete. I the was really, party. like, I was really disappointed
1: in in Aiden. Aiden, Aiton yeah, career, Aiton just like he's just there. Though. And again, like, look, I'm... I I thought it was dumb in the moment they took Aiden instead of Luca, but whatever, that's in the past. Um, I he had tw- I think he had twenty and nine, right? And I'm like, if you're a big man with the skill set that you got. And you're playing the Nets 20 and 9 could just be t- 10 and 5 against them. You no, got to go out there and get 35 no, points, big man.
0: No, 45 and 15. Like, you got to you-
1: get. They had one play where they had a switch because. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, and then Shaman, they had Shaman. And, and Shaman pushed was him was all way. Was, and Chris Paul was looking at him the whole
1: time. Chris Paul staring at him. And he's just, like, literally letting Shamit push him. And I'm like...
0: And Chris Paul is like, damn, like I can't Chris even... to shoot
1: the ball. And it's like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> it's like, nah, big man, you got to get more. And that's what I'm saying. Like, sometimes dudes like that, they need to have that. That's that's the reason why I think I fuck with Embiid. Because Embiid's got that, um, I'm not fucking around time. That's why I don't see them beating him. Because you're not going to do that shit to Embiid. Like... I was yeah, I was really disappointed in the way they played. Like they could have lost the game and like whatever. Like there's there are certain ways to lose well, games. Like a lot that. Of, the
0: reason why I to see them t- to to get into MB because t- to play MB you gotta gas him out. You know what, got what I'm saying? To, yeah. You, you, you got six miles. offense. You have to hunt for MB on offense. That means you have to get MB to even though they had like that video of MB locking up on Drew Holiday. Yeah, you have to have him do that. For 32 minutes of just yeah. straight. Drop. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. if you got him doing that for one game, he's not going to play the next game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? Because his knees are not going to be able to to withstand that shit for like a good 30 minutes. But um, yeah, going back to um the Lakers. Yeah, dog. I don't really see them wanting the Jazz either because that's going to be a fucking dog fight. You know what I'm saying? Bron and them is not. They don't have that. They have Andre Drummond. I know you could plug Braun in. I mean, I've seen LeBron get basically a whole new team at the trade deadline and, and take them all the way to the finals. But you have you have to have him. I don't know. I don't know how the Andre Drummond, Montrezl Harold I don't know how that dynamic actually works because as you can see that they've been losing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't necessarily know how that how that coexists yet. I do have to see. I don't think they're going to have enough games to get the chemistry correct. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, what, 10, there's like 12, 13 games left for them. And it's like, I don't know if they're going to get that chemistry down packed in time for the playoffs. They're going to have to get that shit down packed during the playoffs. So for them to just out the gate face a team like the Jazz or even the Clippers, nah, dog. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to see both those two teams. Those two teams in the first round. Like the Nuggets. Give me the Nuggets. Give me the Suns.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'd rather have. I'd rather take that any day of the week. Mm-hmm. But um, speaking of LeBron, so LeBron had a tweet. Um, so Derek Chauvin's uh, trial verdict was earlier this week. Um, he was found guilty on all counts. Um, he's facing up to forty years in prison. Um, of course, it's not a. Mm-hmm home run victory at all because there's still more work to be done as far as like you know again white supremacy and white supremacists sympathizers from out of the major um uh, from major parts of the government and whatnot and to get them out of the we have to we have to really like deconstruct the police and and just implement better, better uh, practices and whatnot. So LeBron had a tweet that um, uh, it was the it was a young lady by the name of Makaya Bryant, I believe, in Ohio, right? It mm-hmm. was in Ohio, yep. yeah. So it was in Ohio. She called the police in response of being attacked by two other girls in their um, group home. And when the police got there, I believe the young lady, Makai, Makai Bryant, had uh, a weapon in her hand, a knife in her hand or whatever, and it was, it was looking like she was attacking one of the other young ladies, and the cops opened fire, instantly killing her. Now, to me, I've done seen instances where police are more than, than patient, dealing with white men in in similar circumstances and even worse circumstances. Like, we've seen, like, terrorists these white, white terrorists actually, like, survived these encounters with police. So for them to kill a 16-year-old child, even if she had a knife in her hand, like, where was your taser then? Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you thought you used the taser with um, Deshaun Wright, but you don't try to use the taser now. But it's just crazy to me. But So uh, the verdict came out that same that very same day, and then tensions were high, of course. And uh, a picture of the actual police that fired, that killed Michaela, Micaiah, I'm sorry, was a floating around incident and it got to the attention of LeBron James. He reposted it with the words, you're next, and hashtag accountability. Now, for me, everyone who has a pure soul and a pure heart knew what he meant. But, of course, the people that are of the KKK culture and their sympathizers thought that he was targeting he was sending a signal out there, like Donald Trump, to target a specific group of people. Oh. That police, um, to me, this is really a a, a rally for, for again the KKK coalition and their and their sympathizers to attack someone who is pro black, like LeBron James. Um, yeah. So, what is your uh, reaction to that to LeBron's tweet? Because to me, wait, and so let me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me just say this one last thing. To me, it um, it wasn't like again, for you to all to honestly think that LeBron or you to speculate or you to say or you to type that LeBron was actually talking to police that says a lot about you as a human being that you would go automatically to violence. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because he said the words "You're next." Hashtag accountability. That on the specific day that Derek Shawone was found guilty, like I don't know how uh, a person of a pure heart and spirit can actually go to to go to that that type of um, conclusion. But go ahead.
1: Yeah, man. I think I just think like it is clearly just a discussion that I'm not really here to talk to people who like have bad intentions. You know, like, it's not really worth my time. It's not worth the space. I think, um, I felt a lot more positive about the people being, like, seeing, like, our generation, and I guess the generation after us, too, have, have come to a place where, like, this isn't cool. Like, and it wasn't just, because, like, you know, we've had protests before. We protested when, um... Eric Gardner was killed in New York or Jersey, technically. Um, Walter Scott, Med Arbery, like we've had like these um, these huge conversations about how like wow, like look, like it, um, like like this is wrong, and like you know most of those situations had some version of a videotape in them involved in them, and I don't know why I I feel like I keep. Like going back to why this this uh, George Floyd situation was uh, was uh, so was triggering for people, and I think it it might have just been length, you know. Like
0: you ever watch you watch Saw, yeah, like the most Saw movies. Let me answer that. Let me answer that question. Let me answer that question. The thing that made it most triggering, triggering, and for around the world, especially for this type of response, that triggered this type of response around the world, not just the United States was the mere fact that, A, we were in a pandemic, B, no one had, basically everyone was home and in lockdown and feeling the effects of that, C, no one really had work, (laughs) no one really was going to go to work the next day anyway, so just the pandemic and the feeling of just gloom and people struggling, and then to see this piece of shit, cop, on this man's neck for nine for for almost 10 fucking minutes it was just like yo like when is enough enough like because i went to i went to a protest i went to two protests in, in, in one day and the um ratio between black and white was i want to say three to ten for every three black people there were 10 white people like and i just made me feel like yo, white people are tired of white people's bullshit you know what i'm saying like they're tired of the bullshit yeah but um, yeah man and then on top of that the man was the man was on the ground you had him on the ground anyway you know what i'm saying what was the what was the point of having your knee on his neck and then you posing for it like he had his hands in his pockets like dog like you serious they do everything for clout. Yeah, like no, he man. It's,
1: not like, it's, he it's always funny, too. Like, correct. you ever talk to white people and they're always just like... Um, they always just use like these really bad analogies. Like, I remember I had a friend who, who was like, yeah, man, but you know more, more white people get killed by the cops than uh, more unarmed white people get killed by the cops than black people. And I'm like, okay, A, there are more white people in this country than there are black people. But B... That don't make it right. It's well, like, doesn't, I don't yeah. want yeah, white people who are unarmed to get killed by the police either. It's like, I don't want anyone to get killed by the cops.
0: Like, what Whoa, are you, you talking should, about? Like, what are you talking about? It's always opposition to blacks, man. It's for Black lives matter. They're willing to kill their own white people so that they can kill the blacks. But you, but you notice that with other other ethnicities and other racial groups, there's no type of um. There's no type of nothing. You know what I'm saying? There's no type of drawback or anything. Nah, it's just crazy. Like I've never seen this before in my life. All eyes matter. Like what is Like what are you talking about, dog? Like we know that. Like that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right. So let's just tackle these last two uh, subjects. All right. NFL draft. Mm-hmm. why is there a conscious effort to make Justin feels like the number 10 picked the number 10 pick? Like what's going on? Like what's going on? with these right,
1: I don't know. I just, I don't believe anything that comes out at this time of the draft. I think everyone's lying because that's the best way to get everything to make sure things happen. Um,
0: is it, is it like a, is it like a Jedi mind trick with these NFL owners? Yeah, they, they lie. Try. All the, don't the- believe don't believe to that you Fils- hear. No, is it is it like a trick to try to get Justin Fields to drop all the way so they of can Of course. Snag him?
1: You always use things. It's always the way that they will do stuff is, you have to understand, the lower you go on the draft, the less money they have to pay. And it's simple like buy and demand, right? I want an Xbox, but an Xbox costs $500. But if I can go somewhere else and it's $400, I'll go somewhere else to get it $400. If I wait two months... And get it for three fifty. I'll wait three months. We do this all the time. It's just weird because these are actual people that we do this with, as opposed to like um, items. But I just think people put stuff out there all the time so they get a guy either to fall to them or like that's that's cheaper. Like a perfect good example is like um, so Lamar was the last pick in the first round three years ago. Now I think it was twenty eighteen, right? So he's sliding down the draft board. And the reason why it was a smart move for the Ravens, um, I forgot who they traded with. I think it was the Patriots. Um, why it was a smart move for the Ravens to trade up to get Lamar is because they, they don't have to pay him. If he hits, they don't have to pay him for five years. You know, I think Lamar's base salary is like $4 million. You know, It's like whereas Baker Mayfield, who's in the same draft as him, his his salary just for next year. He didn't have an extension. They just picked up his 5th year option. It's eighteen million. So it's like, wh- like it's just a good business move because like it's a year less you have to pay him. Like and that was the difference with, with Dak, where Dak was a fourth-round pick, and the the Cowboys had to pay him a year earlier than they probably wanted to if Zach was a first. If it said Zach, if Dak was a first-round pick, you know, and then. There's more years of control. So like you could have had Dak for five years, and let's say you want to franchise tag him for the sixth year. You could
0: have gotten six years of Is it, but is it but do they use coach. racially motivated, do they use racially motivated language like Of course? A lot of this stuff is coded. Like
1: why he can't read the field. He he's a he's an athlete playing the position. He's uh he doesn't um go to his second read. It's it's just, it's all shit like that. But it's like, I don't know. Like, I, again, like, I watch college football a lot. And I didn't watch Zach Wilson, so I can't say if he's going to be good or bad. I watched Justin Fields torch the Big Ten for two years. Torch it. They, they, he had two bad games his entire time playing in the Big Ten. Two. And that guy, I'm sorry, is going to be really good. I, I, I think he's going to be really good. I, again, would love the Giants to take him. They're not going to take him. Um, I just, I just, I'm, I I don't know. I think this guy is going to be good. Um, I understand why everyone, like, and look, like, there are ways to evaluate people. And look, I've seen guys who have legitimately evaluated him based on his skill set and said that he's not that good and had, like, actual, like, bullet point reasons. Like, elbow flares up. Um. He, he's in a, inaccurate going to his left, going to his right. He like, like little things that are actual like football terms instead of like the fucking read the defenses and like athlete playing quarterback, you know? I don't know. I think a lot of people put a lot of things out there to a lot of scouts in the media so that, that their player falls to them. And that's just the way it is. So I don't believe anything – I believe their actions. So I look at teams and what they do. So I know that I personally think, like, like we just stick to New York. We know that the, Giants, the Jets are drafting Zach Wilson. They got the second pick. They traded their quarterback away. They're taking Zach Wilson. Um, the Giants, no one really knows what they're going to do, but I think they're going to get someone that's going to help Daniel Jones because Daniel Jones is the only reason the general manager has a job. So if that's a wide receiver, if that's a tackle, I would be shocked if they pick a defensive player. I think they're going to take either a tackle or a wide receiver. Um, Is it the best move? Who the fuck knows? But that is what they are going to do. So do not believe these people when they um, say, oh, yeah, we're looking for this this position. Like, half these motherfuckers are lying. So we'll get to Thursday, and then it'll actually be like a good – conversation but i don't and to answer your question i don't think just feels going off the top 10 i think he goes to either i think he goes to either denver or uh the patriots but i think the patriots would trade up for him so one of those two teams will get it.
0: if he goes to the patriots just off the bullshit he had to go through alone if he go if he if he actually goes to, i will watch every single game every national game Of the NFL, I haven't been doing it because the bullshit that they liked that they did to Cat, I've been reticent to to actually watch the NFL. But um, I will, I will watch every national televised game if he does go to the Patriots. But um, ending on that note, I just want to say again, man, this has been a tough week, tough couple of tough year for hip hop in general. I want to give a rest in peace to DMX, Black Rob, and Shock G. Um, thank you guys so much, so 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 much for your contributions to this culture. Um, shit, Shock G alone, like if if it was, no yo, was, yeah. so was no shock, yo, you knew that was him as a shock if it was dmx even dmx is like my favorite like i started listening to music in 98 and dmx was my favorite rapper at that time and even to this day it's like yo every song that hove and dmx has been on is like my favorite rapper of all times but dmx is in my top he's in my top 10 too of all times but let me hold on let me say something about black rob before before i go into that Black Rob, when he came out with, whoa, like, that's a slept on, the life story of Black Rob's a slept on gem, gem of a fucking hip hop album, um, damn, man, I just, I remember it, I remember that shit being in Shaft, in that Samuel L. Jackson's Shaft, and it was just like a, like, when that shit dropped, that shit was a banger, banger, um, but as far as DMX, what I want to say is that every time he was on the track with Hov, he ate him up, Every time, like every track you could go to, he ate him up. Murdergram, um, blackout, um, money, cash, holes. Like every single track, Dmx had like the best, the best verse by far. But um, yeah, go ahead, dog. What was you about to say? Nah, I was just like, um, I was gonna say for Shock G, you didn't, you knew that wasn't him with the nose for the Humpty hump. I knew that wasn't him by the time I was around twenty two.
1: Yeah, I did. I was reading about him, like most recent, obviously because of the passing. I was just reading some more stuff about him, and yeah, man, like, like I said, like I people don't know my hip hop background. I was not uh, into hip hop, not by choice. Uh, my mother did not like that hippity hop, gangster rap shit. So I oh, wasn't, wow. I wasn't really into like be able to listen to a lot of that. But when you know, just doing doing not research, but just learning more about him and, and Digital Underground and them guys. It was just like, Wow, these dudes really like brought out the characteristics of hip hop where it was just like you can just see how like and that was definitely in the age of like uh you're gonna see me right there. Then I'm gonna go over there. It was rapping like that, like the LL Cool J like 1980s type of rap, but that that group has so much soul. That obviously the Tupac connection A B just mentioned. But Shock losing G1. losing yeah. all those guys in their 50s, Shock G fifty-seven, Black Rob and um and uh DMX are both fifty. Um, it's sad. Um I think they Black all Rob died was for different different reasons. What's up?
0: Black Rob I think was fifty-one.
1: Fifty one, yeah, excuse me. Um they all die for different reasons, um, different causes of death, but yeah, man, it's it's sad when you have guys who, like, I wouldn't say we grew up on, but guys, maybe, like, another generation, like, they grew up on that kind of music, and then those guys are dying at, like, and 50, dying before 80 is very young, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, the fact that these guys are passing away so soon, or suddenly, rather, is very sad. Um, but, you know, always listen to their music, man. They left the mark on this earth
0: 98, to me, was the... Well, aside from it being my first year, like, being a hip-hop, a full-fledged hip-hop fan, I think 98 is probably the greatest year in hip-hop. Honestly. The mm-hmm. greatest year in hip-hop has had. In terms of, like, quality of music, record sales, recognition. Like... That year you had two DMX albums, Jay-Z, Outcast. A whole just a whole lot of shit dropped, man. A whole whole lot of shit dropped. And um, damn. Thanks for the memories and thanks for your you, you guys' contribution to to the culture, man. You guys will never be forgotten. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. This has been another episode of the Respectfully Unruly Podcast with your man a being your boy. Just call him Jess. Yeah, damn dog. You ain't gonna say it with no type of enthusiasm ever, huh?
1: Nigga, it was nine o'clock. Yeesh. All right. I don't know.